to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedicta, and I'm feeling happy. And I'm Benedict. Today is September 20th. This is episode number 153, and I'm feeling determined. Why are you feeling happy? What's going on? I guess two things. I've started lunchtime dancing. I even tweeted about it today. <laughs> and I've experienced it with some playlists. And for me, though, like 90s pop rock is, is hitting the spot about like guilty pleasures Ooh. and some actual good music kind of mixed. <laughs> At least I feel like good music mixed in between. It, Nin in between 90s pop other. rock and some actual good music. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are, you know, at least from my point of view there there were some actual good music as well in that period but i also get enough of those like guilty pleasures where you just can like dance and sing out loud so i started doing that like as i'm making lunch because i'm also trying to be better with lunch and having things that i can just assemble i think somebody tweeted about that remember you can assemble food you don't have to make food and i was like of course you can i know this i just haven't done it so while i'm assembling my food i just turn on um the 90s pop rock on random and i just dance around my living room and it's amazing like how happy i can get from like 10 minutes um of dancing um and now, also now i kind of want to know what 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 are some of your favorites i don't know some of the guilty to... pleasures i want to know The thing is, I've always been really bad at remembering names and artists. Like, I've always loved music, but I've never been a music nerd, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I don't remember which ones, I should have prepped this, which ones were showing up on my playlist today, because I did sing along to some of them, <laughs> like, really loudly. <laughs> um, and I think, like, if somebody walks, walks on the on the street outside my windows like i'll probably make them happy as well because i'm like making a fool of myself in here <laughs> um, and then tomorrow i am going to um, morning dancing it's called morning beat so they actually turn a location or a yeah a location into a club but it's from eight in the morning no seven in the morning till ten so it's two hours of dancing and then there's an hour of yoga. So both things I enjoy. And I've done it once before and it was amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then the other thing that's making me happy, I guess, is that um, Cloudinary wanted some more work done by us and also gave oh. us a glowing testimonial on Twitter that I didn't even ask for. So <laughs> That are always the nicest ones, right? The ones that you didn't solicit. Exactly. So, you know, happy, happy days in um, more than one way. And you, though, determined. Is it a happy determined or is it a... Yeah, sort of. Like, we'll see how this goes. But um, we basically determined and set in stone. Well, let's see about that. But um, we want to finish the, the editor integration work this month. So about two weeks left a little bit less i guess um but we want to have it out um at least on production behind a feature flag um and enabled for for ourselves and maybe a couple of people um but we want to get this out so 
the next two weeks and basically this week and next week are yeah finishing things up um i have a lot of work left on the on the back end side of things leo still has a few things left on the front end side of things but it's it's really solid by now we're, we're almost running out of to-dos by now um and uh yeah i, I think we can make it and it's it's about time that we set a deadline and work toward that deadline. And then if we can't ship certain things, then let's just ignore them for until after we ship that. Um, so and yeah, that's nice why I'm determined. And write marketing emails where you're listening to people and fixing things like we talked about last time. Exactly. Um, yeah, again, like let's see how stable this is and if we can roll it out for everyone immediately. Um, not sure about that, but at least I want to have it out on production. I want to have it on the real system. I want to have a transition path or a, a, a toggle or whatever to be able to turn it on for people gradually. And that's the goal for the next two weeks. And I am determined we will make this happen. <laughs> it will happen. And when you do, it's going to be great. It's going to be an amazing feeling. But I remember talking about Brian Cassell last week um, when we were talking about this and how he had it, like his emails are really good at surfacing features um, that aren't new. So you don't always have to have new stuff. But I think it was like a day after or a couple of days after our last week's conversation, he sent an email about how long should you spend on a feature? Um, because nice. he usually wants it to be like within two weeks, I think, but they did a video editor for his new product and it took longer. Like a video editor is hard. And I don't know if he really concluded, but I thought you should go on his like new, I think he has a new podcast show where it's like little clips where he talks to somebody. And I think you two should, you should get on that and talk about this, like how long it's <laughs> <laughs> too long and what to do about it. Like, I think you could have an interesting discussion. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, and I still don't know. I know the answer. It's, it's just a lot of pros and cons, I guess. But yeah, did did he come to a conclusion in that email? I, I have to admit, I didn't get it. Not I don't think not he really... Not the right thing, I guess. No, I don't think he really did. Like, sim similarly to you, he was kind of like, it was the right thing to do for this feature, but you have to be very intentional about what you're choosing to spend your time on. And by making this video editing feature... Like they have had to let other things kind of slide, or they haven't made progress in other areas of the, of the of the product, and you have to be comfortable with that. So yeah, kind of similar vibe. I just like it would be cool if you because he had the video editor, you have the, um, message the, uh, editor. We were, the message the editor. editor. I was like the <laughs> editor. He has a video editor. You have the editor. <laughs> but um yeah and just like talking it through because i think that would be interesting for people who are like earlier on in their journey with their products and like hearing from you could be an interesting conversation so well i'll reply to that email and suggest yeah. that <laughs> and we'll and if see if we want to then we ha just have it on on this show again right we could have it yeah we could do that but yeah, other things that's going on over in um, Germany? Uh, in Germany in general? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I meant like in your home office in Germany. In my home office in Germany. Um, yeah, it, it feels like 
it feels like things are picking up again. It feels like September, people are finally back to work. And I might have mentioned this last week, uh, mm -hmm. but um, uh, last week's episode. But again, like we had a, um, we had someone try out a product um, who had actually a pretty big Twitter following. And he also posted a raving testimonial on, on Twitter. Um, and we got a lot of eyes on the product. And suddenly we got more people signing up. And that, like, <laughs> That rarely happens with all the marketing <laughs> efforts we do. <laughs> Influencer marketing, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, I'm not entirely sure if it's just because of that. And um, I, I guess you mentioned it when we talked about it uh, uh, a couple of days ago that they might let it, those might be people that have heard about us a couple of times from our own marketing activities, and just that tweet triggered them to to give it a try. But anyways, we got we got the most signups in quite a while last week, um, and that's that's kind of fun. Like uh, it's just nice to see those uh, those uh, notifications come in and have them not be spammers who try to game your system. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when, prior to this recording, I said we should have like a plug section in our show, and you were like, "Isn't this just a plug for us all of this?" <laughs> But um, this is this is my plug, or I guess my call to action, because we'll put that tweet, Benedict's tweet, testimonial tweet, and my testimonial tweet in the description, and you can click it and retweet. Yes, click like and, uh, like and subscribe, whatever. No, <laughs> like, like and subscribe uh, that yeah, tweet, probably... share that tweet, and we will be tweet, very yeah. grateful, because those things actually, actually help, like you're saying. Like, it, it does actually lead to new subscribers for you guys yeah yeah and i guess it helps and it's a popular twitter account tweeting tweeting stuff <laughs> surprise surprise um, <laughs> but then, i mean in, in a way it's actually a surprise because i've never considered this to work for b2b SaaS, and especially not for a product like ours where i still feel like it's not an impulse buy or an impulse sign up or even an impulse trial because it's not as straightforward and um, to set up and stuff like that. And I'm, I, the open question is like how many of those trial signups would actually convert it to paying customers. Um, what's encouraging is like a lot of times, or well, a lot of times, a couple of times we get like signups and then a cancellation right away where they're like, yeah, I just want to log into it and don't forget to cancel. And we didn't get a lot of those this time. So fingers crossed they actually try out the product and they actually considering converting to paid we see but i'm guessing Anyways. this is like you say the time for that because people are back at work it's like okay let's pick up that project we talked about we're going to change email providers or we should get an email provider kind of and and this is the time to do it and also like have that done by the new year where you pick up a new project right so it's definitely that type of a season i feel like where people are picking up things they've forgotten or things they Maybe they were like, oh, it's, you know, we'll do that sometime in 2022. And then you're realizing and then <laughs> sometime like, oh, in 2022. Oh, we should probably do it right now. <laughs> that's now. It's now, you know, because soon there will be Advent and then it's Christmas and we're done. That's it, folks. That's 2022. So, yeah. Get that. The end is coming fast. Well, stuff the end of done. 2022, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I already got 
um, an email from somebody wanting me to submit a, a call for proposal, CFP, like submit a talk proposal for a conference in 2023. And I think it was maybe May 2023 or March 2023. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's I like. That's that's ten years. That's the distant future. <laughs> but but it's not, um, and it was quite cool because um, on the show last week we had we helped somebody from, or the founder of Distribute Aid, which is a nonprofit, and they're doing their whole marketing site as a non, um, or like an open source project. We're trying to to get kind of you know new developers helping out and building and learning while making their marketing site and i helped them out with some gatsby issues on stream last week and then i thought a little bit about pow and like how i originally wanted it to be open source but then i was like let's make this big and then it's like well maybe so i was like back on that those open source thoughts and i got this um cfp invite from libra planet that i've never heard about but it's supposedly a big open source uh conference and they wanted me to talk about pow so that was kind of serendipitous where it's like you're thinking like with the brian email like you're thinking about one thing and then something like pops in that are exactly on point and what you're what you're thinking about um but then other than that i've just been focusing on my prepping for the conferences i am booked at um you know working on that outline and working on those um yeah on the outlines that hopefully will then turn into good talk i'm thinking i'm spending most of my time on like the outline to really nail that before filling in all the code demos and the and making the slides and all of that and actually making making it solid but it's coming along but it's just it's coming along just doing a little bit every week <laughs> but you're yeah, prepping for some steps. conferences as well or is it one conference uh, yeah, we are looking forward to MicroConf. Uh, I'm finally going back to MicroConf. Um, and it will be the first conference I'm attending uh, basically since COVID. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I think my last MicroConf was 2019, something like that. And I skipped the last MicroConf Europe and obviously the US one and all other conferences out there. And I got a ticket and I'm finally going back um to a conference and i'm excited i'm i i can't wait um and i'm actually going to meet up tonight which is also like i did go to some conferences as as long-time listeners know i i, I went on a crazy <laughs> tour over to microconf U us but um but i haven't seen really meetups picking up again so this is the first as a react yeah. oslo meetup is is happening tonight and i was like i'm gonna just go down there i I'm not really sure what they're going to talk about, but I was just, I need to meet some people that are not my neighbors and that kind of, you know, know what I'm talking about when I talk about code, um, but that are real people and not on the screen. So that's going to be interesting because I think within those years, I imagine the community has probably shifted, you know, because it's always, some people are very into organizing and then they kind of burn out and then some new people come in and you can see like a generational flow, like people getting kids less, they go less to meetups and mm -hmm. then their kids are getting older like mine, they come back to meetups. So I just did a quick glance on the guest list and like none of those faces kind of popped out as somebody I know. So that's gonna be really interesting to just like go down there and be like, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm Queen Ray, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so on yeah, that Yeah, that will be fun, I guess. What are some of your best tips for getting the most out of a conference? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I have like tips, but these are things we're thinking about right now. Mm -hmm. um, because um, we're also bringing our customer advocate with us, or yeah, I'm bringing her with me, I guess, sort of, because um, Jane can't make it this year. Um, so we, we figured, hey, let's bring Katarina on um, just to get familiar with the community and some of our customers. And we figured it's a good opportunity to get her a little bit more familiarized with the people we are building for. Um, and ever since we decided that, I'm thinking about like how, like, how do, do we as company get the most out of it? Um, it's it's easy for me in the past. Like I knew what I want to do and what I want to get out of the conference. But now going there as a team of sorts, I'm starting to wonder like what should we do and um, what what goals should we set and what what's the game plan? And honestly, I don't have answers yet. It's just an open an open question. Maybe you have some ideas. Um, but one some of the yeah, go ahead before I go into other stuff. Oh yeah, my only conference hack i guess is to be a speaker i don't really go to conferences unless i'm the speaker except i went to microconf but um because as a speaker like a lot of the work is done for you because people will come up and talk to you so it's a lot right. easier to get con or get contact with new people because when yeah after being a speaker, like people will often come up to you and want to discuss the things that you've been talking about and you get to meet people that way. You get kind of the name recognition, the authority. Um, so being a speaker has like become my hack, I guess, but um, it's quite time intensive in a way to make the talk. But getting into being a speaker was so much easier than I ever imagined. I went to the... Um, uh, diversity CFP day where they taught us like how to create uh, create these CFPs as they're called call for proposals the conferences say hey who wants to talk at my conference and that's called a CFP a call for proposal and then you submit a pitch basically you don't even submit the yeah. talk you submit a pitch for a talk and then if they accept you get your traveling expenses covered <clears throat> and for some conferences you get a little stipend as as well like some extra cash and then you have to make that talk by that you know by the conference the time the conference rolls around um but that's quite a long time usually it's like four or five months so you can potentially write like three or four pitches and then see which ones get picked up and it's okay to do the same talk at multiple conferences this took me a long time yeah. to realize because I thought that it had to be original content. And then it's like, but nobody has time to do that on top of their job as like a marketing thing. If you're not a DevRel, of course, which most of the conferences are, are developer relations or advocate people. So they do want people who are not that to come and speak as well. So it's a way to get in, get in that way. Um, but then I realized you can do the same talk a whole conference season. So if you go in now and look at all of the like, the um, developer conferences that are happening or marketing conferences, I would imagine as well, any conferences that are happening this fall, you'll see the same people holding the same talk at all of the conferences. And if you do that, it becomes even a more of a hack because you meet the same people again and again. 
And then they actually become your friends or acquaintances, at least, that you can reach out to at a later stage. So that's my hack <laughs> or tip. Yeah, that, that touches on a good point uh, because for me, uh, conferences are not primarily about the talks, but about the relationships and meeting people. And that's one thing why I like microconf so much or like microconf style conferences, or maybe it's just the community or I don't know. Like um, I don't enjoy developer conferences that much anymore um, because they are kind of lacking that relationship aspect of it. Like all, all developer type conferences I went to in the past, they were all great and they, they had good talks and uh, the food was great and the, the parties were nice, but for the most part, it always felt like people are staying within their circles and maybe they were coming with their company and their team and they were just hanging out as a team and there wasn't there wasn't that much of like meeting new people and forming relationships or new relationships. And I guess in that case, being a speaker and being kind of interesting for everyone or like starting the conversation on a stage by speaking to all of the attendees helps a lot to to get to get like the conversations going. So I can totally see that. Yeah. And um, you get that relationship to, to the other speakers, which could be interesting if you yes. are new in this space, because you kind of get to s literally sit at their table. Cause there's usually a speaker's dinner and right. that's when you can then meet your heroes kind of, or other people in the industry that are a step ahead of you um, or that you look up to, or, and that's also where you, when you kind of, get to more of that type of position also can help others who are kind of the newcomers coming in and like, you know, it's something, there's a terminology into the fold, but I can't remember what the beginning of that terminology is. But anyway, like, I feel like when you've done it and you become part of like, cause it's like, it's like high school, there's an in crowd, you know, everybody knows who they are. And I feel like when you are the in crowd, you are responsible for making sure that you include some of that, the newcomers into the crowd and then they become kind of the in crowd or whatever. Yeah. In crowd is just like a word for people who know, like they know each other. They've been to so many conferences together. And I felt as a new speaker when I did in 2019, when I did my kind of, I, I did a same talk on POW four or five times. Like by the third conference, you know, like I was part of the speaker group, like we could hang out and we would chill out. And then other people from the other audience, as I said, would like come up and speak to you and you could connect to people that way and then follow up with them on Twitter. And some of them are the people like I do connect with on Twitter now are people from that kind of conference season of fall 2019. So I am definitely agreeing that it's the relationships because those develop because I'm just talking from developer talks or tech tech conferences, like you're saying, they're different from the business conferences. And in, in they're kind of, as you're saying, the developers aren't always there to look. I feel like sometimes <laughs> they're just there because like it's a way to get off work. <laughs> like they got, you know, the, at least there's like this huge conference in Oslo, which is like the biggest party for developers in Norway. And like all the companies will pay for the developers to go and and it's it's the relationships and that part that it's really it's all about, but usually within there. Anyway, I'm getting off track. The point. <laughs> what was the point I was trying to make? Yes, the talks you can often just watch on YouTube. Yeah, so true. 
if you only go to a conference and you look at the talks or and don't speak to a soul, then the money is kind it's of probably wasted. wasted. Yeah, yeah, wasted money. And that's um, not to say that there aren't good talks and there oh, they're are great talks, talks like, but you can learn stuff from or take inspiration from. But yeah, don't neglect the other part, like the the relationship part. And um, I'm honestly, I'm having a hard time at developer conference. It's super awkward. From like, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's been a while. Like my last developer conference has been uh, a couple years back as well, but. I was walking around there and trying to start conversation. It was it didn't, didn't work. <laughs> it can be hard. It can be hard. But as I said, that's that's why I realized the the, the speaker hack for. So I'm guessing let's yes. say that that is especially important for that for the kind of textile conference. <laughs> like if you're working on something and you and you look at it as a marketing tool then you need to be a speaker at these tech conferences otherwise it's it's you're just not going to meet people and and build long-term relationships with them just from the talk around the table but over to the business conference that you are focusing on so what are because i'm guessing you're not a speaker because that would be you would have been announced already so what are some of the things that you're thinking about doing um so one thing we always do um it's kind of a tradition by now is hosting a dinner and um, basically the way this works is we look at nice restaurants nearby and just book a room or a large table. Usually a private room is pretty nice. So if it's a restaurant with like, where you can like get a separate room and then invite 10 or so people um, and just have a nice evening and um, you can either have everyone pay for themselves, but usually we just like, do it as a marketing expense and just invite everyone. <laughs> and um, I guess that's it's kind of like hosting your own speaker's dinner because almost everyone is open to uh, getting invited for a free dinner. <laughs> so, free food. Um, it's can, like... No, you can even... l- look at the list of attendees and speakers and uh, people that you'd like to meet and just invite them and have a great, great night with them. Um, and that, like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I have very fond memories, like, of some some conferences. I don't remember anything <laughs> but uh, the dinner. <laughs> um, like, um, for example, um, we we did this in Lisbon, also for MicroConf, and we still keep thinking back about uh, that restaurant we went to. And uh, just earlier today, I recommended it to someone else. <laughs> um, so always worth it um the other small thing i like to do is um bring some swag um like some some merch uh company merch but like when you're not a sponsor at a conference don't overdo it like uh we did this with one of the companies i worked at in the past where we would go to conference and then basically flood the hallway with branded merch and the organizers were not not excited about that at all. <laughs> so they we we put out stickers and everything, and they basically walk behind us and collect them again because obviously we we're not paying to be a sponsor, so don't have the right to actually uh, spread your swag around. Also, it's a bad idea for the environment. But like, if you bring a couple of T-shirts and stuff like that that you can hand out uh, after conversations with people or 
customers you meet. That's usually a nice gesture. And the other Especially thing customers, I, like do, I think, because if they feel that connection, like you've actually spoken to a customer yeah. in that kind of an environment, which is kind of, you know, not like an or like not when you usually would speak to your vendors kind of or like you're speaking to a vendor and you're yeah. just feeling that personal connection and you're like, hey, you want a T-shirt? And they're like, yes. And then suddenly they're on Twitter with their T-shirt or like they're, you know, they're like, exactly. hey, look what or I got. Or even at the conference and the T-shirt. Or even, right? yeah, at the conference, like, hey, you got one of those as well. And suddenly two customers have connected and that makes kind of the tribe around the product even, you know, even stronger. And yeah, just back absolutely. to the dinner thing. It's amazing how happy people are for a free meal. Like even if they're super successful, and by by the extent of that rich, like they will still be like, wow, like they, you know, they bought me dinner or like they invited me to their dinner. It's it's so like you can even like invite people that you might feel are a little kind of out of your reach or again with that like in crowd. Oh, thing. Totally. Like you can yeah. you can extend an invitation. And if they're already in the, in the city, they don't want to sit alone in the hotel yeah. and if you're organizing something social that they could be a part of without having to like spend that effort and and being you know self-conscious about social interactions and all of that like if you bring give them the space like they will often show off show off not show off show up <laughs> it's completely different completely maybe different. they would also show off but you know maybe they will show off but it's and um because you have to like at the end of the day, we're all just like people and we're all insecure and social stuff is is hard. And, you know, yeah. you, you don't want to make a fool of and yourself. Especially if you're, if you're at a conference and arrive a little bit early or something like that. Usually uh, you are alone, don't know anyone and still have to figure out dinner plans and make reservations or look for a nice place. And if all of that is taken care of for you, that's... I guess that's that's a nice thing. <laughs> so even if you're not like a, if you're not doing it at the extent that that uh, Benedict is talking about, just um, asking some people like, should we, you know, do you want to grab dinner together and be a crowd of anything yeah. between five and ten? Being that person that like sticks their hand up and be like, hey, should we go to this head to this restaurant? Do you want to join? And then also make sure to like you know grab those people that that seem like you know they don't know what to do and they they're a little bit scared to to interact then like that could be a really good experience both for them and and for yourself and you don't have to sit alone in your hotel room and like wait for the next conference day yeah totally uh, that's also by the way that's one of the things i learned at microconf is um don't underestimate people you talk to um they might seem like quiet or very like timid or whatever but they might be running a multi-million dollar business <laughs> and you don't know until you talk to them. So, um, yeah, that's also a good good thing. Like if you organize the, the, a dinner or whatever um, during the conference, not booking it out fully is a good idea. So you can like just uh, invite people spontaneously while talking to them. If you feel like you met someone nice and that did you like to get to know better than being able to just say, hey, do you want to join? We're hanging out at this restaurant later today. Just join us. And uh, yeah, that's nice. Um, the other thing I like to do as a conversation starter or like to get like uh, like a small cheat code to get into 
conversations or a group is uh, bringing sweets or uh, local food. Like usually when I go to conference, I go to a supermarket and go to the Haribo section and get a lot of different brands and kinds of gummy bears and stuff like that. Preferably stuff that's not available anywhere else, which isn't... <laughs> Yeah, which isn't always easy, uh, depending which on Which used to be is. easy, but now... Yeah, like, like now everything's available everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter that much what it is and um, if it's available. But if it's something that people usually don't get, that's better. But um, yeah, like, and honestly, like just a, a bag of sweets works well because you can just open it and uh, walk around with it and offer people sweets and they they like it and you can get into conversation because of that or if you like like me then bring a couple of bags and hand out the bags so more people have the opportunity to just walk around and uh, give everyone in treats so um yeah it's easy it's cheap and it's a good icebreaker i guess and if and if you have people on Twitter that you know are going to be at the same conference, it's sometimes hard to find those people because we don't look like our avatars, surprisingly <laughs> enough. We don't all look like our yes. avatars. And then it could be like, then it's also a fun exercise of being like, hey, you know, I brought um, some sweets. So for MicroConf, I did the same. I, I bought some Norwegian Kit Kat, which is called Quick Lunch. And kind of tweeted out like, I'm, you know, I'm the person in the very red dress and I have, you know, quick lunch in my bag if you want some and then people could like find me because they could recognize what i was wearing and also like i was handing out and like yeah you know it's a way for people to to recognize you and that's that's the other thing like it's 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 hard to recognize people from online so you kind of have to be there to be that person who's like are you and they're like at you know whatever <laughs> whatever handle they have and they'll be like yeah that's me and then like you'll have to say your handle or like show a photo and then you're like oh we actually know each other because they might not know that it's you and then yeah. kind of just walk past you like they don't know you and you might feel bad but it's not be because they don't want to talk to you. it's just because they don't recognize you right um so I guess it's a little bit, if you go to a conference, you need to get out of your comfort zone a little bit uh, if you're going to get something out of it. If you are if you don't like talking to strangers, like you, you need to at least find those people who aren't strangers, but then you have to, you know, <laughs> put yourself out there a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah. I want to say from, we have a friend, a common friend, Miriam, who does conference buddy, just a thing conferences can kind of um, have their where people on their lanyards, the things you have around your neck, they're called land yards. I felt very swanky when I learned what they were called. <laughs> um, and you can put, like, if you are more outgoing like me and the conference has kind of the conference buddy system in place, you can put a little button on your lanyard that says that you are a conference buddy. And if, like, somebody else who are feeling um, insecure or alone or it's their first conference, like, they can, they know that they can come up to a group with, with somebody with that button on their land yard and they will know that they will be included kind of in the conversation. Um, and one of the tips that she has given and that I know like other people give as well is if you're at a conference and you are a circle, a, a group who's standing in a circle, make sure that there is room in your circle. So even if you're going to be like the, bis the bis busy buddy, like I am like, sometimes I like feel like I go 
full on mom mode when I'm in at conferences or meetups. Cause I'm like, <laughs> come on, leave. We need some room in this circle. Cause otherwise nobody can like come up. We don't want to, you know, let people um, know that yeah. we are a closed circle that you're not allowed to come up to. Cause I think, as you said, you never know who you're going to speak to. It's the same thing with like, including the like new people that you one, you you want to be uh, just like be a nice human being, <laughs> um, but also like down the road, like it could be your next, you know, really good employee or it could be your next really good customer. Or it could be your next really good friend or like cheerleader that helps your business or your career. And you don't know that ahead of time. So being open and not just kind of chasing the in crowd and like or just being together with your own little crowd like that's not why we go to conferences at least that's what i yes my yes. opinion <laughs> i totally agree yeah and some people are quite bad at this like some people do like crowd and just like have secret conversations and don't want to get to meet anybody new and then i just think leave them to it and go find some some other people yeah i mean sure like <laughs> If you don't want to do this, then that's fine as well. But um, yeah, There's I feel like it, it it removes the fun out of yeah. the conference in a, in a little way. But I love that we talk so, about conferences and meetups and it's all been about food <laughs> and talking to people. And then like, what do we do? We have to sit through talk after talk with like many little breaks in between. So I do enjoy that the, the conferences that has quite a substantial amount of break time. Um, yeah. Because that's where the magic happens. It's called yeah, that. Exactly. And the Americans call it the hallway track. It's like the conference yes. that happens outside of the conference rooms. And it's called the yeah. hallway track. So that's another conference word that I had to learn. So it's lanyard and hallway <laughs> track, <laughs> speaker dinner, and then CFP, called for proposal, were some of the terminology that just confused me a lot in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it with my uh, with my go to tips. Um, I don't know. Like as I said, like still not sure what we want to do in terms of like for user list at uh, at microconf. I'm not saying that we should go there with a goal of like getting 20 new customers or something like that, but I feel like it would be interesting to to set like a personal goal or like a, a goal for ourselves in terms of. We want to at least meet all of the customers that are at the conference and talk to all of our customers that are attending or um, do like a mini survey or something at the, at the conference where you, like, I don't know, get to decide like what's the next, I don't know, marketing copy look like or um, what's the next feature we should build, something like that. I, I feel like maybe you should... Ago, but, um, yeah, you could agree on some questions that you want to ask over and over again. So as yeah. it's almost like a mini survey, but then also if you take the time to actually note down a little bit of that after each conversation, if you just have a little notebook or just type or talk it into your phone or something like that could be very helpful because I think people will be kind of looser in the way they talk about your product. If you're like, Hey, Oh, you're, you know, you're a customer. Yay. Like, you know, had any yeah. problems lately? And then people are like, yeah, you know, and they'll they'll talk about it. But if you set up a call with them, they're going to be more like in that business. 
frame yeah, of mind exactly. and you might yeah. not get their like unfiltered conversation. And then the other thing I would listen to is how they talk about you to the next person in the group. Because they, yeah. you know, if you talk to someone, it's like, oh, I'm Benedict from Userlist. Like, you know, and they'd be like, oh, cool, Userlist. And then they turn to the next person and they're like, yeah, because we use Userlist for X or because that's often how we introduce, you know, yeah. somebody to somebody else. Like, if you can actually try to remember what they're saying and write that mm -hmm. down, like, that could be good copy. Or even just uh, now that we're talking about it, I'm coming up with ideas, which is good. So um, yeah, I guess what we should do is just ask people people about their email marketing setups and uh, automation setups, and maybe problems they're running into, and maybe problems they're running into with their existing providers and stuff like that. I mean, it sounds so obvious, but oh, people not will necessarily. Love that. It's not necessarily stuff you think about talking with people at the conference. So. Um, no, but I it's good because I, that. I promise you, people will love it. Like if they're not your customer, and you're like, oh, you know, how's your setup? And like if if it's a pain, like find you'll like, hear about it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and here they have something to talk about, right? Because going back to what we were talking about earlier, a lot of people have anxiety around like, what should I talk to people about? And like, mm -hmm. how is this gonna this conversation gonna flow? And if you pro them with a question like that, like they'll have something to say and they will feel comfortable saying it because they're as answering a question which takes the pressure off of them to come up with a topic um to talk about yeah yeah i wish I, I, i'm taking notes right now just a second <laughs> um i like it it's like take a second everyone who's listening benedict is taking notes <laughs> yeah honestly um but if I you're on forget. an Note-taking, I just remembered when you were talking about the dinner, a book I read quite a while back. It's by Priya Parker. It's called The Art of Gathering. And okay. she has, if I remember correctly, like a whole chapter on how you do those kinds of dinners you're talking about um, into kind of a next level event or experience for the people attending. Like one they will remember. Yeah. And it's yeah. a good, it's a well-written book. And uh, she she has a lot of good um, information, both for, I guess, conference organizers. But I just remember her, like, going down to, like, the dinner party details, like, even your private dinner parties, but also then, like, company type mm -hmm. style around conferences and, like, how you can, yeah, grab your network into dinner and, like, give them an experience that they remember. Don't remember all the tips, but I remember her having a good chapter about that. I'll definitely check it out, like even even just for that chapter. Mm. Yeah, okay. T took down my notes, uh, wrote down yeah. my notes, and um, I guess that's it. Do you have anything else to add for this week? No. Other than remember to click our links and retweet, since I'm now the marketing, <laughs> <laughs> the plug responsible of this show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that, would, that would be super, uh, super nice. And also, if you have any tips for uh, Benedict and what he should do on MicroConf, I guess that could be like DM Yes, him please. Much appreciated. Yes. And if you so, need any guess... help, and I guess if you need any help with uh, call for proposals, you can DM me if you just need somebody to be like do it or read through <laughs> your uh, cfp before you send it in because i have quite a high acceptance rate actually just not to brag but i do <laughs> so yeah i
guess that's it. We'll see you around yep, the internet.